This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. very real enemy. Is that something to be frightened about? No, not at all. Greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. Well, then why are we talking about it? Because you need to be on your knees fighting your battles. That's why. We need to recognize that that constant corporate prayer, it needs to be happening. How do we handle persecution? It's easy to forget that our real enemy is not the person who is harming us. Today, as Pastor Robert continues his teaching on the book of Acts, we have the opportunity to learn how to respond to adversity and support others who are also under persecution. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. responsibility to do what you know to do and what you're able to do. Now, having done that, you can trust God. And you must. You must trust Him. But until you've done what you know to do, what you're able to do, you haven't done what He wants you to do. In this situation, if God had said to Peter, now, I've shown you that you're safe. Go back to Herod. Well, then he would have had it to do, right? Apparently, God didn't say that. And so Peter evaluated the situation, and he acted wisely. He got out of town. Proverbs says that a prudent man sees the danger lying ahead and avoids it. A foolish man rushes headlong into disaster. You know, God is such a practical God. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've seen friends, and even I myself, you know, make mistakes thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm acting in faith. I'll never forget my very first pastor. And boy, he was, he was one of those, you know. I mean, he was, he was one of the, this, you know, faith, don't, you know, don't speak anything negative, you know, the name it and claim it and all of that kind of stuff. And, and um, one day he went to his wife and, and said, uh, I've bought life insurance. She was telling me about it later. She said, I gave him such a hard time about that. Where's your faith, Ed? Buying life insurance? You don't need life insurance. Where's your faith? No, I, I bought life insurance. She said it, it was a very short period of time, very short period of time after that. He was diagnosed with terminal cancer. He didn't know. She didn't know. 
but he just had that nudge. He had that, you know, if something happens to me, my wife is not going to be cared for. And so in faith, he bought life insurance, doing the responsible, practical thing to make sure his family was cared for. You with me? Now, it looked like a faithless act from her perspective, but it wasn't. It was a wise choice. It's a wise choice. I've heard people talk about savings plans, financial savings plans, as being faithless. Not knowing, not realizing that the book of Proverbs actually tells us that if we're wise, we'll save for the future. That a wise man, a faithful man, stores up for his children's children. An inheritance. God is so practical. In this situation, I love the fact that Peter doesn't stick around and he just does the wise thing. He leaves town. But look at, look at how God deals with Herod. Verse 20, Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They came to him with one accord, and having made Blastus, the king's personal aide, their friend, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. On a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God, not of a man. And immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he didn't give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. This is one of those stories that the Jewish historian Josephus actually writes about this in his, um, his book, Antiquities of the Jews. Josephus was the general in charge of Jerusalem when the Roman army came in 70 AD and sacked the city and burned it and everything. And he was carried away into captivity and the emperor actually adopted him and he became a part of the emperor's household in Rome. And he was apparently asked by the emperor to write a history of his people and because Flavius wanted to understand better um, the, the Jewish people and, and who they were and what had motivated them. And, and so he, he wrote about the wars of the Jews and he, he wrote a history of the Jewish people. And as he wrote about this particular event, he said that Herod had gone back and he, these were not really told why the, there was some kind of displeasure, animosity between the people of, of the coastal city there, Tyre and Sidon, which not too far away from Caesarea, where the palace, the, the king's palace was. But Herod was there, and, and there's a theater that when you go to Israel today, it's one of the places we visit. Um, I've been there a couple of times. Beautiful, restored theater right there on the coast. And this is where all this happened. And he says that when Herod came out, that his royal robes were actually stitched together with pure silver threads. And that as he stood there, as he seated himself on his throne in the sunlight, that it was just brilliant and almost blinding. And these people are pouring the flattery on him. And he's receiving it because, after all, that's what he was all about. And God struck him immediately. And Josephus actually says that they had to carry him out of the theater and that five days later he died and the worms started coming out of his body. Not the way you want to go, right? eaten by worms for a week before you finally cash it in. One of the interesting things to me 
I, I don't I don't know. That's one of those things that I'm, you know, if I remember when I get there, I'm going to ask him about it because that's a common thing in the scripture. I didn't realize how common until I was listening to another teacher talking about this passage. And it seems that when God finally reaches a place in the life of a leader that he wants to deal with them about their pride, their self-centeredness, the way he does it is with worms. There's like half a dozen that died the same way Herod Agrippa did in the life of Israel. Fascinating. Frightening. But did you notice there's a, the, the pattern, the persecution, you know, as I talked about, begins with Saul. It seems like it's this man. It seems like it's this man. But at the end of the day, it doesn't stop. It gets worse and worse. It intensifies. It's still going on today. The persecution is still happening today. It's happening here. It's happening to some extent, quite possibly, in your life. You may not even be aware of it. You may not even be aware of it. But the Bible is clear, as I said earlier. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. There may very well be things that you've had to deal with, things that you will have to confront that are a result of spiritual opposition to your walk with the Lord Jesus. There there are temptations that you're going to encounter that are persecution from the prince of darkness. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have a very real enemy. Is that something to be frightened about? No, not at all. Greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. Well, then why are we talking about it? Because you need to be on your knees fighting your battles. That's why. We need to recognize that that constant corporate prayer, it needs to be happening. Are you gathering together? See, I know that there are pockets. There are small groups. There's a group that gathers together once a month to fast and pray. There are another couple of people that approached me today and said, you know, it's interesting that you've talked about that because we've decided that once a week we're going to meet together and we're going to fast and pray that day together. Are you doing that? If not, why not? Are you prioritizing your temporal existence above your eternal well-being? See, God will use you in far greater ways. He wants you praying bigger prayers than you've been praying. He wants you believing Him for bigger things. He wants to give you more fruit in your life. And it doesn't happen through you being busier and more productive. It happens in the prayer closet. As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Robert, visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. You'll also be able to learn more about Pastor Robert Fountain, the ministry of Main Thing Radio, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation 
and the world. We feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field, and we're excited to see where God will take us in the future. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and for the people who will be touched by Main Thing Radio. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we're featuring Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography, A Memoir of Grace. Pastor Chuck shares his journey, the highs and lows, and how looking back offered a great perspective on how God had had a hand in his life. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.